Turb Alper, the two on a brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Listener, Grand Rapids, Michigan is home to Founders Brewing, a sizable Dutch population, or Dutch-American population at this point, and also, uh, more or less, the West Michigan Whitecaps uh, of the Class A Midwest League. Playing for that team currently, uh, after being drafted in the seventh round of the most recent Major League Amateur Draft, is former Vanderbilt star center fielder Connor Harrell. Connor Harrell is also the guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio. In part to answer a simple question um, that I think that uh, I had never heard the answer to necessarily, and uh, perhaps other listeners had not either, I asked Connor Harrell, listen, you were drafted in the seventh round of the draft. Uh, Two weeks later, uh, what the public knows is that you've uh, signed and you've been assigned to West Michigan of the Midwest League. Question, though, what happens in between? Harrell describes actually how he found out about the news, which was in fact just before Vanderbilt played in a Super Regional game against Louisville in the College World Series tournament, and also spoke to uh, some other aspects, both about his game, his academic success at Vanderbilt, and gives some scouting reports on some of his Vanderbilt teammates who were also drafted within the first 10 rounds. It's Fangraphs Audio. It features gentleman ball player Connor Harrell, and it begins right now. But uh, certainly part of it is about your experience now as a recent draftee. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the public, what they generally see is they see your name on draft day. And then two weeks later, they see that you're playing for the Midwest League affiliate of mm-hmm. the Tigers. And I know I'm curious about, my guess is that our listeners, readers are curious about what that process is from the time, from draft day yeah. to, to the time you actually show up at an mm-hmm. affiliate. So you're there, I, I mean, I don't know, because you, you're also probably playing while the draft is right. going on. So tell me about that experience, day two of the draft. Yeah. Um, well, I, I knew that, or I thought that my, my name would be called sometime in the middle of that day. Yeah. Um, we had practice for our Super Regional against Louisville um, during like the fourth through sixth rounds. So uh-huh. I didn't have my phone. Okay. Uh, so I got, got back from practice, um, got to my phone, and, and had a few missed calls that may have occurred around earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, it's funny how it works. I went through it last year, too. But uh, there was different teams throughout the end of the sixth and the beginning of the seventh round that said, we're going to take you with our next pick, um, so, so be prepared for that. Right. So, okay, so there's a couple teams where I figured, okay, I'll hear my name then. Um, and I hadn't heard from Detroit, and I was just listening to it with uh, a couple buddies, and then I heard heard my name called. Um so that happened about an hour after practice, 30 minutes after practice. Yeah. Um, and then we played. So I had, you know, two days against Louisville in the Super Regional. Um, and then, you know, we, we didn't anticipate losing at that point. So my whole life was still in Nashville, four years of college stuff. Right. And uh, so I had a lot of packing up to do. Uh, got packed up, got everything sent back to Houston. Um, Where you're from, it should be noted. Right. Now, let me interrupt here. This doesn't seem necessarily like great timing because obviously involved in the College World Series, mm-hmm. there are going to be a number of players who are candidates to be rather high draft picks. Right. Simultaneous to that, you have their futures being decided. Right. And they're not allowed to monitor it, I guess. Right. It, it doesn't seem fair in some ways. At the same time, um, I think the, the preparation going into the draft, right. um, letting right people now. know uh, your thought on it, kind of gives them a gist of, what you're thinking, right. and uh, and so the, the thought is, I guess, that you don't have to be there when they call your name. 
Um, and for me, uh, you know, being a senior, I kind of anticipated about what happened. Uh, so it wasn't as big a deal for me as it was for maybe somebody else. Some guys were giving their parents their phones. Some were giving buddies their phone, getting their calls forwarded, stuff like that. So now, so now you go home to Houston, and what's the process from there? I do, you have an agent, I assume? Yes. Right? Okay, so you, you're in touch with this person. Mm-hmm. And then I don't necessarily need to know all the financial details mm-hmm. per se, but generally, like, how does your life go at that point? Well, I, I got packed, um, kind of collected all my things, and then let my agent take over yeah. for the most part. Uh, they came with a number, he countered with a number one, and we agreed. It wasn't a whole lot of fan, right. fanfare or uh, bravado to it. It was pretty right. simple. Um, so from there, I took about three days, got caught up with my family, uh, said goodbyes, uh, and then I flew to Lakeland. So it, it was a week. So, so is that a thing where you where you talk to the Tigers organization and you say, uh, because I'm sure they're used to younger guys wanting to say goodbye to their families or whatever. Say so I would take a couple of days and then get down to was that extended spring training or? Yeah, it was just to sign my contract. I got okay. my physical. I was only there for two days. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, some guys are taking two weeks, three weeks. Okay. Some guys are holding out all summer. Um, I figured, uh, given that I'm 22 and. I was sharp at the time. I wanted to get playing right away. Um, so I took a couple of days, and then a week from the end of our season, I flew down to Lakeland and, and got going. And then when do you find out, and how do you find out about, like, uh, an assignment? How does that happen? From, from where I'll be sent? Yeah, right. I got a phone call. I said, we're, we're going to be assigning you to our Midwest affiliate. It's pretty Class easy. A. Um, here's your flight information. Yeah. So it was pretty simple. So that's pretty simple. Okay. Yeah. Now, in terms of your game, um, uh, I think a basic scouting report on you would read uh, very athletic, good power, handle center, mm-hmm. good arm, maybe a little bit of swing and miss. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious for you, in particular to that last part, right, mm-hmm. because you have the good power mm-hmm. and you can stick in center field, my sense is that there's going to always be, and there is for a lot of players, trade-off between swinging and missing mm-hmm. and hitting home runs. Right. And I'm curious for you, how did you find that balance and how will What's your sense of how the Tigers want you to work within that? You know, I'm not sure. I think that's something that uh, I've battled throughout college. I think from my first year to my last year to improve um, as far as percentages of at-bats and stuff like that. And then on top of that, I think what I would like to focus more on is walking. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can walk, then it really counterbalances it in itself, I think. Uh, and, and so, you know, I don't want to place too much pressure on myself to hit home runs because at that point it, it, your swing gets big and, and things start happening that uh, you can't really control. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think instead of focusing on not striking out, I prefer to focus on how do I beat this guy? Right. How do I uh, balance the pitcher to my swing to where I'm not worried about striking out and I can still make good contact? Uh, so I think, you know, the, the thing that I would like to think about myself is that uh, I'm, I'm going to be able to improve that. Um, and so that the swing and miss part won't always be a part of my game. Because uh, it has been in the past. Now, do you think in terms of the swing and miss, is it a question of like scoring up balls that are in the zone? Or is it a question maybe of not recognizing? Probably chasing. Chasing, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's been interesting. In this league, uh, in college, up, you know, I've in 70 runs and right. hit, hit a bunch of home runs. And in this league, it's a little bit different because the pitching plan seems, to me, at least in my first 10 games, to, uh, to be different. And they're throwing in. And they're throwing, uh, okay. you, know, you know, pitches that uh, maybe I haven't seen before. So I'm having to work on things for myself that uh, will help balance that as well. And I think so far, the swing and miss hasn't been as much of an issue as it has just getting on time with what they're going to throw. Right, right. So. Is it, you, you mentioned there's some differences. Could you generalize what those differences are in terms of the talent you're seeing yeah. now? And I think the talent's pretty similar. I think maybe in college, guys are uh, programmed to a certain pitch plan. And, 
and that allows them to polish themselves according to that plan. Uh, at the same time, I think here there's a lot of arm strength. I think there's uh, prospects. Right, some more raw talent perhaps. Right, right. And, uh, and they like to throw in. I think they understand that this is probably a little bit of a pitcher's league. Uh, bigger ballparks, uh, guys handling a wood bat for the first, second year, something like that. Um, so I think you have the advantage on the mound, and to be able to throw inside is a huge advantage. Right. Um, the last thing I'll touch on here, uh, with regard to your time at Vanderbilt, in addition to being a pretty excellent baseball player, I think you were also, uh, last two years, were all SEC in terms of academic honor role. And you were studying, I think, financial... What were you studying? Financial strategy, yeah. Financial so strategy. essentially finance, yeah. Okay, finance. Um, with regard to that, so a couple things. Uh, there's certainly now become a trend within the major league front offices. They're looking for people not only, of course, the baseball experience, but people who are comfortable with, I guess, working with numbers and, and essentially concepts that exist in economics, etc. Yeah. And so I was curious as, if you ever have, I mean, obviously you're thinking about today's game, for example, but if that's a sort of long-term thing for you. As far as that? that well, potentially getting involved in that in the long Absolutely, term. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think... Um, I think going to Vanderbilt was a decision that had two prongs. The first was uh, the SEC and, and, and that aspect. At the same time, that their academics were top 20. And uh, I, I enjoyed more of the course of my four years uh, the academic part of learning, especially once it came to sports economics. Right. Um, the, the idea of maybe being a GM someday, right. um, something like that. And, and I think that having my degree is very freeing. Um, but being here helps me realize that I can apply that in a lot of ways uh, that don't just happen in a classroom. So I've enjoyed uh, seeing the splits, seeing uh, different statistical analysis about players and, and what creates value and stuff like that. And I think that major um, has helped me to, to have that interest. And, uh, uh, last thing is uh, three scouting reports from teammates of yours at Vanderbilt. Because... Uh, uh, three guys got drafted in the first ten rounds, mm-hmm. um, along with you. First day was uh, Kevin Zomek. Yep. I think went to uh, second round. Went also to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Scouting report on Zomek. Uh, he's very skilled. He's like a very good college pitcher, uh, but he's got overpowering stuff too. Uh, he's got a great breaking ball. He's got commanded three pitches. Um, he's a guy that you can see moving pretty quick. I would say. I would think. Uh, and he's got the confidence to, to back up that skill. He's in Connecticut now, I think. Is, right. Yeah. But so his next stop theoretically would be here. That's right. Might yeah. Be reunited. I hope so. All right. Uh, let's see. Next would be uh, Conrad Gregor. Yeah. I think uh, fourth round to Houston. Yeah. What do you got on him? He's got uh, one of the best batting eyes that I've seen. Uh, he's very good with pitch recognition. Um, I think in time he'll look for more power, uh, but he makes solid contact and strike out. He walks a lot. He's a valuable guy to have on your team because you can see that uh, you know down the road he's a big guy and he could hit for some power. But right now he gets on base. And first base defense. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think he's improved a lot. Yeah. Um, he's got good hands. He's got a, an accurate arm. Uh, I think he, he can stick there uh, long-term gets for power. And then last, uh, Tony Kemp, fifth round also to Houston. Yeah, he's uh, he's another guy you want on your team. He was, uh, I was very lucky to have him on my team for three years. Yeah. Uh, he's fun to play with. He uh, makes things happen. He keeps him guessing. He's kind of a guy that, uh, you know, the other dugout spot, I think this guy's a pest. Um, <laughs> And so he, I think he's going to have a good career. I think he's going to play for a long time. He's getting a lot of Altuve comps immediately. I would give him those, too, yeah. Would you? Yeah, he's very fast, too. He's still some basics. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Connor. Thank you. Hey, good luck. Yeah, take care.